the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 22 presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's your wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, He's back after vanishing from the second half of last week's podcast, The Kingpin, Brian Malonis. Yeah, isn't that convenient? I make a couple maybe controversial comments. Uh, you did? In that part. Uh, yeah, you played I didn't dumb. hear them. You're playing dumb now. You were uncomfortable while we were recording that part. And then conveniently, it magically vanishes from the airwaves. I like, swear on everything. It was just wasn't there. It wasn't that. It didn't record. You don't I don't know what happened. You swear on everything. You don't believe in anything. Oh, come on now. <laughs> well, uh, Brian, I mean, the recording has been screwing up. Everything is going wrong. So I decided, let's go to the experts. Let's go to the place where podcasts are made. We're here yes. at the PRX Podcast Garage in Alston, Massachusetts, recording for the very first time the wrestling podcast about nothing. How do you feel about the digs here? That's a lovely location. This is much nicer than my kitchen or your kitchen. Or, <laughs> I do miss vodka. I will say that. Yes, I miss the, vodka. The, the cat, not the drink. Well, maybe a little both. Yeah, maybe exactly. Maybe a little both. So, yeah, we're here, and this is... This is the place to be, huh? This is, this is nice. the place to be. This is nice. Yeah. Like, we love it. Go to podcastgarage.org for to learn more about uh, the podcast garage, and maybe we'll be back. Let's see how we do on this. Perhaps it'll be a big episode. Maybe we'll do like you know, like our fiftieth episode or something. That sounds that's a good idea. Huh? If I'm we make it that far, right? What do you mean if we make it that? I don't far? know. There's a little tension here, Brian. A little tension. There's no tension. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I mean, we'll have to end it. You know, if Vince comes calling me, you know. Yeah, we, well, <laughs> I'll have to f- go into the uh, reinforce. We got to bring Scotty Slade in. <laughs> Vince, who though is the question? Vince Vicalo? Maybe it's probably more likely. <laughs> All right, new episodes of this podcast are available every Monday on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, and of course BDARadio.com. Listen to us every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Podcast Radio Network. Go to PodcastRadioNetwork.net or download the Crikey premium radio app that's k-r-y-k-e-y look for it in the app store or google play and you can find the podcast radio network there listen to us every tuesday at 10 p.m eastern yeah we get the bump up huh yeah we're in prime time that's right brother prime time baby (laughs) now we ask you please do something for the wrestling podcast about nothing the three s's brian it's the three s's share 
subscribe, and star rating. Please share our posts on Facebook, our tweets on Twitter. Retweet those links when we put up the new episodes. That gets the word out and gives more folks the opportunity to give us a listen. Also, please be sure to subscribe to the feed on the podcast platform you're using right now. And take a minute if you're on iTunes or Stitcher and give us a star rating. And also, if you'd be so kind, a review. That is the best way to increase our exposure and help us grow. So please do us a personal favor. Remember those three S's. Share our social media posts, subscribe to the podcast feed, and please help us out with those star ratings. All right, Brian, this week on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, it's all about the Cruiserweight Classic. We haven't talked about it since the first matches of round one, the first episode of the show. And with the finals taking place live on the WWE Network this past week, it's time to take a look back in our own special way. Helping us do so, Brian, is a guy who has reviewed each episode of the CWC on YouTube. Hell, I mean, he reviews every episode of everything. His name is Connor. He's better known as OK Fave on YouTube, and he will join us as we award the Cruiserweight Classic Superlatives. Hey, Mike, you forgot to mention, he's also a pinhead. He is. He is indeed. He is a proud owner of a I Am A Pinhead t-shirt. He's wearing it right now, waiting on hold to join us here via Skype. I'm sure he is. You should be proud. I, I mean, the shirt's about me, and you designed it. How about that? I am. I'm very happy with that. We're just dominating the world. I mean, I'm not going to give you a penny for it, but thanks for the, <laughs> thanks for the free shirt. <laughs> okay, also, in addition, we're going to have Merv Griffin time, a promo about nothing, and a lot more. But, Brian, before we get to all that stuff, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Burying Dolph again? No, 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 no. Dolph Ziggler hasn't been buried. He lost to Ambrose for the WWE World title, yes. He lost to Miz for the Intercontinental title, I grant you that. But buried, I mean, we talked about it. He was six feet under before any of this happened, so no. BDA doesn't mean that. BDA Radio really means the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Let us show off at BDARadio.com. Okay, that was a nice finish there. That was a nice finish. Yeah, all right. I Thanks. thought you'd have something really special for, uh, for you know, considering the environment we're in today. That's, I mean, come on, it was... You look get... lovely, though. Look oh, that, thank you. Look at that shirt you have on. Yeah, I know. Why did, I thought uh, you were going to dress up. What happened? <laughs> I wore a nice T-shirt. Uh, a nice T-shirt. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for hey, well, that. Hey, you made, me, you made me drive here in Boston traffic during rush hour. Uh, I almost peed my pants. Uh, I didn't even say hello to anybody. Right to the bathroom. <laughs> Straight to the bathroom. <laughs> if I hit one more traffic jam, we might have been in trouble. But thankfully, thankfully you made it here. It would have been a no-pants party. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, all right. Are we ready for our Skype caller to our board op? Can we get him We have a up? board op here? Yes, we do. Oh, my goodness. A board op slash producer on the scene. Wow. We're stepping up our game. The amazing Carlos is doing his thing. All right, Brian, we're being joined by a YouTube celebrity. Ooh. Yes. He reviews a ton of wrestling online. He calls it Wrestling Talk with a comedy twist. And you can find his work on OneWrestling.com or at his very own YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash OKFaber. Add that last hour on there, OKFaber. Here on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, it's Connor OK, a.k.a. 
Okay, Fabe. Connor, how's it going? It's good. I just want to know who that YouTube celebrity you're talking about is. <laughs> He's coming on right after you. Right after you. He's doing a sell job. That's what we call them the biz, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing well? I'm I'm I've been better. Um I, I've I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm actually really happy to be out on the show. I'm really glad to, to join you guys. It's 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 really cool. But um uh yeah, I actually got into a uh long story short, I got into a head on collision on Tuesday. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh boy. So I've I've had better days. <laughs> but I'm I'm all things considered I'm doing all right. Yeah, because we did make an attempt to get you out of the house and do this in person. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess it's the head on collision, I guess that I just thought it was like, you know, you're, you're a YouTube guy. You prefer to like stay in your little bunker. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny. A lot of people like say that like, oh, you know, your wrestling room must be awesome. I'm like, dude, that's just a corner of my living room. I don't have a room. What are you talking about? They're like, it's not a, it's like, it's not a room. Like, no, I just, I just have great, like, you know, George Lucas magic to make it look like I'm actually in a room. <laughs> it's just a corner. Well, thank you for uh, coming out of your deathbed to join us here on the wrestling podcast about nothing. Um, I met you like a number of years ago at this point. I yeah. was I was looking to do um, some more. I was working for a chaotic wrestling at the time and looking yep. to do some YouTube stuff. And yep. I brought you in for a, a, a tryout of sorts mm-hmm. at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Yep. And it's not that I rejected you. It's, I think, did you kind of disappear? Timing-wise, it, I, I didn't work out. I thought I was going to be able to make the commitment and just didn't work out on my end. I had a lot of things on, on my plate at the time. So just for me, it didn't work out. So I just hope it didn't create any awkward friction or heat. But, oh, no, 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 not yeah, at all. No, Mike, just, Mike created enough of his own awkward friction and heat. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just timing-wise. Like, trust me, like, you know, I have, you know, besides the YouTube channel, I do have a family and everything like that too, full-time job, as I'm sure most of us always do. Right. And so it just – um Trust me, if it was up to me, if I had the time and the effort and the energy, I'd be going to all the indie shows. I'd be going as frequently as I possibly could because I want to and I miss it. Like I, you know, I was at the show. Uh, I did. Uh, I was at Top Ropes uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was. I I thoroughly enjoyed the show. I'm like, man, this really like bumps me out because I'm like, I forgot how good these guys are. I forgot how every how good everything was. Um, but you know, if it was up to me, I'd be at everything if I if I really had the time and effort and the and the and the and the, the energy to do so. And that top rope show—that's where you first met the Kingpin. Yep. For, well, I mean, I've seen the Kingpin before, but the uh, first time I've actually had like a one-on-one interaction. So yeah. And he, he also saw the Playboy. Most importantly. Oh my oh. goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Playboy Jimmy James talk. He was talking mad trash on the uh, Amamox and Anambra podcast. Brian, that, we'll talk about that in a little that's bit. That's my uh, storyline, and uh, I guess real brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Connor has his Kingpin shirt. We, mm-hmm. t- we talked about this. Yep, I do have the shirt. I, I I promised I would get the shirt, which I did. The only sad thing is it's in that wrecked car, and I can't get into that <laughs> oh, wrecked goodness. car right now. So yeah, just just I've not had the best of luck the last couple of days. But I, but in all honesty, I'm 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 really glad really glad to be here though. Well, if you if you don't get it back, let me know, and uh, if you need another one, it's on me. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Wow, fantastic. Well, yeah, thank you very much for joining us despite all the issues you had this past week. Uh, but before we get into what we're going to talk about, um, Connor, here's the last question. Mm. You're a YouTube celebrity. Do you know Jenna Marbles? You know, it's funny. I've actually interacted with her. I've actually talked with her privately. Nothing major, just kind of like just quick interaction. But I do know uh, I've talked with her very briefly. She's originally from up here. I know yes. that around this area. Yeah. All right, so I, I, that's the only other YouTube celebrity I really know. Well, you got to tell the side story now <laughs> for the place we used to work. Uh, right. Oh. We worked for a company that uh, 
did some underwear modeling, should we say? Well, it was like Halloween costumes. It right. was uh, like, like I guess, I don't know, slutty Halloween costumes. Is that, <laughs> like, can I say that? I don't know. Scant- like, scantily clad. Like, yes. Um, yeah. Suggestive. So, yeah, so they made like they made a YouTube video. Uh, yeah, before she she was working for Barstool Sports. She was working Sports. for Barstool Sports at the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it was before she really blew up. And, uh, yeah, she was, so she was showing off her uh, goodies. <laughs> her, her YouTube abilities, yes, yes. I, I see what you're talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's the only other YouTube celebrity. I'm, you know, I'm 40 years old, so that's all I really know. I know Connor and I know Jenna Marbles. I'm, I'm, I, that's that's a quite a list there. That's, like a, that's a wide spectrum. Like Jenna Marbles, like way up top, and then it's like, oh yeah, I know Connor. It's like let's just scrape, oh, let's just push the dirt away and just get right. Uh, ah, there he is. Right. How old there. are your children, Connor? Uh, so I have uh, my son just turned six, and my wife is actually ready to be due with our daughter in about a month. Congratulations! So wow. I was Thank gonna you. say, as far as YouTube celebrity goes, is your, is your son obsessed with the weird toy opening videos? Because I know them, I know those people. <laughs> so funny enough, that's what he's watching right now. There you go. See, do I know? <laughs> it, do it I know it or what? It blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind. Like I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's just like. You, you you if you ever get a chance like read reports of like how much their earnings are it's ridiculous. it's in the millions it's it pisses me off because I'm like why didn't I think to open stupid you know eggs I, with crap in them and <laughs> videotape it and- I don't think guys can do it because you'd hear like muffled like dad noises like this is a tour you see like ashes from cigarette smokes and scratch tickets everywhere so well maybe, I, maybe I'll figure out what that's all about someday Brian. Maybe. Ooh. You got an announcement to make, Mike? <laughs> no, no, no announcement. Is no there an announcement to make? No announcement. No oh. announcement. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the Cruiserweight Classic. Connor, you've yes. been watching every single episode. You reviewed every single episode on your yep. YouTube channel. Yep. Um, so this past week, they had the finals live on the WWE Network. And yep. spoiler alert, TJ Perkins wins it all. He won yep. the trophy, and they also announced uh, Triple H came out uh Possibly stole a little bit of the the thunder right before the uh, the main event started, and announced that the winner would also be the first, uh, well, the first in a while WWE Cruiserweight Champion. So, TJ right. Perkins is going into Raw, the Cruiserweight Champion. So, what are your thoughts on TJ Perkins? I mean, you know what's funny? When I first saw the tournament, first and foremost, I love the entire format of the Cruiserweight Classic. I think it's just yeah. a win-win no matter what way you look. Everybody wins. The boys win. The the network wins. WWE wins. They, it just There's so many positives about this whole thing. So to be honest with you, and this is no disrespect to any of the, any of the workers or the boys that were in the tournament, to me it didn't matter because no matter what, everybody got a chance to shine. Everybody got a chance to win and got some amazing matches out of it. And I know that sounds like a me plugging them, but in all in all sincerity, it was just fantastic. Uh, as far as Perkins winning it, I kind of saw that coming a little bit when, uh, to, to be honest, I thought it was going to be Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. in the finals because right. they were the most two well-known names in the whole thing out of, out of everybody. I mean, you can probably argue Brian Kendrick and Tajiri as far as for a WWE audience, but I thought those would be the guys that would probably make it to the finals. I was kind of close i was close to it but when we when we heard the announcement or like the tease of like you know grand metallic and 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 champa and gargano and all and you know they started to actually like showcase names that were going to raw to be part of the cruiserweight division it kind of all lined up like perkins has got the look he's got the uh the ability he's got the uh the charisma the fan connection it kind of made sense so i'm i'm happy regardless like you could have told me anybody most of these people would have won and i'd still be happy but i think at a very but especially with TJ's background and his and his personal story, he, he definitely deserved it. It was it was just fantastic. Such a great night. All right. Okay. Let's get into the 
Cruiserweight Classic Superlatives. I came up with a few categories here. I'm going to talk about uh, we're going to, So it's going to take us kind of around the horn the uh, for the Cruiserweight Classic as a whole. So uh, let's talk about the best moment, you think, from the Cruiserweight Classic. Connor, what do you think was the best moment of the entire event? I'll tell you, this was, you know, I, this is hard. That's a right. hard thing to pick. I mean, I feel like no matter what, I'm going to be overshadowing some moment. But for me, a really big emotional one uh, was was actually Ciampa Gargano when they embraced after the match because they had just like, it was probably the only match at that time in the Cruiserweight Classic that had any build or story to it. Right. And just the, the you know, Mauro and, and Brian did a great job of really accentuating that on commentary. And for me, it was just really like, just really emotional, like the NXT tag team. Like they really put a lot of like oomph and push into this matchup and just so to have that like moment where like Ciampa's not sure what to do he's not shaking a hand and they right. sat down and just to me that was I mean there's there's so many to choose from but for me that was kind of like one that was really like just pulling a little bit on the heartstrings there and it looks like it looks like they were going somewhere with that like uh, in terms of a breakup somewhere down the road but there wasn't really they did have a tag match last night uh, on the special and yep. they didn't really seem to tease anything in that direction like I, like I thought they would but I think we're still going to see something like that down the line. Don't you think, Brian? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to be a tag team forever, especially where, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to, they're featuring the cruiserweight division on Raw, I don't think they're also going to have, you know, well, while you might have mishmash kind of tag matches, I, I don't think Ciampa and Gargano are going to be uh, all of a sudden part of the WWE Raw tag team division as well. So Right. Do you have a, a a best moment, a favorite moment? Well, I mean, I thought the the, the, the Brian Kendrick kind of Daniel Bryan, yeah, uh, embrace in the ring. Um, you know, maybe is is it has it been confirmed that that's it for Brian Kendrick? Is he done? I think is he's he... on the roster for I for Raw. Could be wrong. Yeah, I think he's on Raw. The thing is, like, I don't think they've officially announced who's going to be on the cruiserweight Raw roster, but they've shown like teases for the competitors on raw saying the cruiserweight division's coming so it's not like 100% legit it's it's kind of it's kind of wishy-washy but i mean if they were smart i think they would they would they would definitely bring kendrick in yeah i th- i think i read somewhere that that's that's a possibility but i'm not, I'm not 100% sure uh for my best moment i would say probably the post match of uh cedric alexander versus uh kota ibushi uh, which is a absolutely fantastic match, and afterwards they let um, Cedric. It was even like it was like kind of like after the credits. Uh, it was like oh, like a post credit scene for Marvel, where uh, he was uh, <laughs> outside the ring, and um, the crowd was saying, you know, please sign Cedric, please sign Cedric. Uh, Cedric, I'm sorry. Please sign, C- <laughs> please sign Cedric. Wait, there he signed Cedric. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Triple H actually came out. As pro- I mean, it seemed like it was kind of an unscheduled uh, um, appearance, and he just kind of like gave the thumbs up, saying, "Okay, I'll sign him." <laughs> it was, it was That's a- all it takes. I mean, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a, a pretty cool moment, like because you know after that fantastic match, the crowd was just. They want more uh, Cedric Alexander, and I think we're going to get it on Raw uh, starting this Monday. Um, all right, let's move on to this this one. Uh, you know, you talk about your superlatives from your your, your uh, high school yearbook. I put class couple. Why not? Let's let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the class couple of uh, of the Cruiserweight Classic. Connor, I mean, I, this could go a number of different directions. What do you what did you uh, come up with as class couple? Yeah, that this one kind of a bit of a head scratcher. Not gonna lie. I mean, I, I kind of. <laughs> I kind of put it as like not maybe best match, but like you know best like people who just gel well together. And to kind of go back to your point, I put t- I put down this is a weird couple, Kota Bushi and Cedric Alexander, because I think it was one of those matches where 
And just those two guys were like, okay, they'll put on a cool match. And they ended up, you know, at that time putting on the best match of the entire tournament, which is like, holy cow. And they just gelled so well together that, you know, not that I didn't think they were going to put on a bad match, but I just didn't expect it to be that amazing that early on in the tournament. So I, I, I'm sticking with Coda and uh, Cedric on this one. That's a, that's a good I, I didn't really think of that angle. My angle was... My class couple is Moro Ronaldo and Daniel Bryan. Ah, darn <laughs> these, it. These guys. <laughs> it's Moro Ronaldo. Listen, we're going to have fun at the inaugural Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Bryan is like the most enthusiastic person on the planet. And it was just amazing <laughs> to listen to these two guys interact with each other. It was, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do next. Uh, there was rumors of like a woman's version of this uh, tournament concept, and I hope they use Mauro Winalo and Daniel Bryan again because I think they were just fantastic. What do you think, Brian? I, I did, yeah. I thought they, I thought they, I thought they were great together. Uh, Mauro Winalo overall has to quit it with the kingpin stuff with uh, Dean Ambrose, <laughs> but overall, I, why is that? <laughs> but uh, hey, I was so happy that that Dean Ambrose lost the WWE Championship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's. I mean, he's. I think he is the best uh, play-by-play guy WWE has had since. Uh, uh, since Jim Ross and before kind of Jim Ross jumped the shark with, you know, when he was actually doing play-by-play and not kind of what commentary has uh Telling stories, into. Brian. They're telling <laughs> stories out there. Well, I, I prefer the my commentators or my play-by-play guys to call the action uh, like it's a um, like it's a shoot, you know, like right. like the guy like what they're presenting it like a like a sporting event, like a like a contest, like a fight. Uh, that's what I've always preferred, and I, I think he does an excellent job at that. Um, so yeah, he's he's tremendous. Uh, Daniel Bryan was actually better than I thought he was going to be uh, in, in this because I mean I think yeah, Daniel, I agree with that. yeah Daniel Bryan's shortcoming has always kind of been the talking part of it but you know he was excellent in this yeah i mean you can compensate for a lot with unbridled enthusiasm <laughs> and that's why daniel bryan had spades for the uh it, cruiserweight it was classic just so funny how like he was so enthusiastic and yet pg like it was just weird like, like oh my gosh yes. <laughs> gosh darn it he saved, came so close i was like i'm like, I'm like what but, all right cool that's that's fine yeah very wholesome <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, the next category. Most surprising. You can, I mean, you can pick a competitor here. You can pick a moment of the tournament that surprised you. Um, Brian, what do you have as the most surprising thing from the CWC? Um, I mean, for me, I, I think it was the uh, them just kind of throwing the cruiserweight championship in there at the end like that. I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought they would um, probably do something more on Raw uh, with a in terms of like a cruiserweight title, maybe establish the division a little bit first, uh, and then introduce a title. I didn't expect it to be introduced right from the right from the start. Uh, so that that surprised me a bit when all of a sudden now the winner is also the cruiserweight champion. So I thought that was extremely surprising. Were you surprised by that, Connor? A, a little bit. I heard rumblings of possibly a cruiserweight championship. It makes sense if you're going to feature the division on Raw and kind of give it another little oomph for those three hours. So I was half surprised. Um, I was kind of half surprised that they're like, oh, by the way, and then just like, hey, we have this too. So it was, it was a little surprising, but in a very good way. Um, for me, most surprising overall in the entire tournament, uh, wrestlers was Noam Dar. I did not expect Noam Dar to like – I was kind of iffy about him at the beginning of the tournament. Yeah. I'm just like, eh. But then, like, I think it was – actually, I think it was his match with Zack Sabre Jr. I'm like, where was this Noam Dar the whole time? I love the <laughs> heel version of him. Like, I'd seen dabblings of him here and there before the tournament, but nothing nothing much. Um, and then I saw him against Zack. I was like, 
don't know if it's because he fought Zach or what the deal was, but I loved everything about it. And he looked amazing in that tag match in the finals. Uh, but then another one was, of course, the, and it was smart, you know, smart uh, psychology and booking was when TJ kicked out of Coda's uh, powerbomb in the semifinal right. matchup. I mean, he, you knew they were doing that where he's just defeating every single person. And we were just waiting like, OK, someone's going to have to kick out of this. And it was just well, it was well played. And even though it was kind of a little foreshadowed, I, that just like, you know, got me right out of the couch. It was great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think yeah, I think Abushi being eliminated at that point was uh, pretty surprising to me. I think Tajiri, I'd like he's like forty five years old. Uh, it looks exactly the same. That was a little surprising <laughs> it to amazing, me. Amazing, right? Like, what the hell's yeah. a secret? Yeah, I know. And uh, T.J. Perkins actually like just T.J. Perkins, this guy that's been kind of languishing in TNA and uh, you know West Coast Independence for the longest time. It just seems like he out of nowhere he is. Top dog. I mean, he literally is top dog in the cruiserweights, uh, cruiserweight division now. Hey, I said a hell with T.J. Perkins. You know, I actually had a, <laughs> I actually had a dust up with T.J. Perkins on Twitter. I think about a year ago uh, about the, the the New England Patriots, the Flategate. Uh, oh boy, saga. So me and him had a uh, had quite the little dust up online. So you know what, T.J. Perkins, you can go to hell. Screw you. <laughs> I want to see him with. I just want to see. Brian I gotta be careful that I've, on, I've been on shows with T.J. Perkins now recently, Uh-oh. so I don't want to run into him now. Uh oh. I kick his ass. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the most unique, most unique competitor, or uh, most unique moment, I guess, in the Cruiserweight Classic. Connor, what'd you have for this? I put Zack Sabre Jr. down, and the the reason is now I'd seen a lot of Zack stuff before the tournament because, like I was mentioning earlier, he's one of the more well known names. Like you know, not again outside the WWE audience. Right. But the thing that blew me away about Zack was I never saw the same performance twice. Mm-hmm. In every single match that he had, and even even the one he lost against uh, uh, Graham Metalik, but it was just I would you know you see this this guy who's like like a like a stick. He, he's probably the skinniest guy in the entire tournament, and just the stuff he was able to do. I, I my my jaw was on the floor and my mind was blown, and it was just very like you know you kind of you kind of expect that from the British style to be more ground and pound, more tackle, more submission based. But some of the stuff he did was just. No, there to me there was no one else on par with his submission based style in that entire tournament. There are guys who are very good at it, but no one came close like him, and and he really stood out in a lot of ways, and rightfully so. And just un- unbelievable skill and unbelievable talent. Right. I mean, it's definitely when you think cruiserweight, you think high flying, you think right. you know jumping off the top rope into the twelfth row. But yeah, definitely Zack Saber Jr. I, I had him on my list as well. Uh, very unique talent. The you know the the mat based style that you don't see a lot in. American wrestling, and hopefully he. I mean, he's not. From what I hear, he's not signed to WWE, so maybe we yeah. won't see him. Um, supposedly, he was. They were trying to sign him. They were trying to sign him, and again, supposedly because wrestling dirt sheets are <laughs> questionable. Dirt sheets. Crockett loves them. I love those uh, dirt sheets. <laughs> no, sir. Anyway, um, the uh, the rumor was that they were trying to sign both him and Ibushi, right. but they both had obligations. I think Zach has some, uh, I think, New Japan obligations or other overseas. I don't know. Uh, which stinks, because I would have loved to see what he could have done. Uh, even in NXT, I mean, that thing's on fire enough as it is, so having him in there would just make it amazing. Alright. Best Dressed. We're going a little outside the uh, box again. I know. This one. This one's an easy one for me. All right, Connor, hit me with it. Best dressed. Jack Gallagher. Uh-huh. Hands down. Hands down. The extraordinary gentleman. It. The extraordinary. How could you? I mean, I I was swooned with this guy from the moment I saw him. Like, who is this with this amazing mustache and, like, rainbow tights? And what can he? And then, like, I saw his first match. I'm like, 
that's it. I'm in love. That's it. I'm done. It's I'm I'm over. That's I, like I was rooting for him most of the time until he got eliminated by Tazawa. But I was just ah. I mean, come on. It's it's the extraordinary gentleman of the entire cruiserweight division. How could you not like Jack Geller? Yes, indeed. And apparently he is signed and signed, sealed, and delivered it's, for Raw. As far as I know. Yes. yes. Through the dirt sheets. <laughs> the dirt sheets are never wrong. And, uh, no, never. Never, never, never. <laughs> and I had on my best dress list also uh, Damak. <laughs> he, he, he's very reminiscent of someone that we know locally, Brian. Uh, <laughs> yes, he is. Christian Casanova doing the, the complete Michael Jackson gimmick. Uh, you know, the, the glove, the red leather, the hat, the whole deal. Uh you know, he he didn't last that long in the tournament, but uh, he had a memorable look. Yes? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I mean, it's not his look. It's somebody else's look, but it, it's a look. It's Christian it's Casanova's look. look. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's uh, get down to the wire here. Best match of the tournament. I know this is probably very difficult uh, <laughs> to narrow it down to just one, but Brian, what was your best match? Of the Cruiserweight Classic. Come on. You probably know what I'm going to say right right from the get-go here. Oh, boy. I got to go oh with boy. Gargano and Ciampa. Uh, for me, professional wrestling is – I, I uh, fell in love as a kid with the emotion uh, of professional wrestling, the stories, the emotion, the the rawness. And that match uh, to me was, was everything that I looked for in professional wrestling. There was a story behind it. There was emotion behind it. Uh, there was good action. There, there was the physicality in it. Um, I thought that uh, was the best match of the tournament that I saw. I mean, I'd be hard pressed to disagree. I mean, there's so many matches that were great in different ways, but I mean, as you said, yeah, they, that had the story behind it that really kind of made it more emotional, more. I may be biased. I, I fully admit, I may, I may be, I may be slightly biased. Maybe in this. okay. Well, at least, at least you're upfront about it. I mean, how could you know? That's that's at least you know. He is a, a credit. He is a former guest on our on our last episode, Brian. He certainly he is. He did make a very a very brief appearance on a, on a previous episode. <laughs> but uh, Connor, OK Fabe yeah. on YouTube. Yes. What was your best match in terms of the Cruiserweight it, Classic? It, I mean, Brian, Brian's Brian's pick was was really you know it, the whole tournament had so many good ones. I, I, but I'm I, I thought nothing was going to top Coda and Cedric, but for me it was definitely Coda and TJ. That that semifinal match had me floored in so many ways. Just. You know, not to take anything away from Ciampa Gargano, that was, like I said, my best moment, my favorite moment was just the embrace and the emotion that they had there in the build. But just the way that match sucked me in. And to to me, it didn't matter. Like I said, it didn't matter much who won as far as because I was happy regardless of who got to the finals, but just like the near falls and the kickouts. And I'm like, okay, this is it. This is, this is, this is going to be the moment. And especially in in a business where, you know, a lot of people think they know or want to know. When you have those moments where you're suspended, your belief suspended, you just don't, you know, you don't care what you know or what you don't know. You're just enjoying what you're seeing. And that's what I got out of this matchup was just, I can't I can't put into words how just, I, I was so floored by how amazing that match was and just sucked me in completely as a fan. Yeah, it's just really a shame that uh, apparently Kota Ibushi is not uh, signing with Raw. And, I mean, I guess you can find him in... In Japan and various other places, but just what he's done, what he did throughout this tournament was just, I mean, just amazing match after amazing match. I mean, like you said, I had on my list, like you said, the uh, Abushi versus uh, Cedric match, Cedric Alexander match. That was out of this world. But yeah, it was, it, it was a tough call. Like, there's so many good ones in there. It's so hard to pick. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, you have to go back if you haven't seen all the uh, Cruiserweight classics on the WWE Network. Go back, watch it. It's, uh, you know, it'll take you what. 10, 11 hours, maybe? Binge, but, binge watch it this weekend. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, if you can binge watch anything on Netflix, I mean, you might as well binge this, watch this on the on the network. Yeah, it's definitely worth going out of your way. It's worth your nine ninety five to uh, see the Cruiserweight Classic. And let's go to our final category for the evening, Connor. It's Let's do most likely to succeed. Most likely to succeed on Raw going forward. You know, it's... I'm going to give a weird answer. Uh, I'm going to go with Grand Metalik, actually. Uh, it's it's kind of a weird one, but the the main reason, and I know this is kind of he, – he's got the ability to look, and I think him being a luchador, I mean, not for nothing. I don't think WWE has had the most – you know, gr- I mean, with the exception of Mysterio, obviously, as far as marketing luchadors. But I think that uh, – I don't know. I have this weird gut feeling that Grand Metalik will, will, will go will, – will be able to, to go far, and I, I – I, I think it's because of the luchador style, his ability to adapt. I mean, he's adapted to several styles throughout the entire tournament. So I think that he could be very well used, not just in the cruiserweight division on Raw, but overall in the main roster. Uh, as far as I know, he's he's going to the main roster, so I could definitely mm-hmm. see him going far. Yeah, definitely. And they st- they're still looking for that Mexican superstar. They've yeah. screwed this up time after time. I mean, Alberto Del Rio now going back to uh, the Independence, to Mexico, to wherever right. will take him and uh, yep. pay him money. But... Yeah, they're still looking for that Mexican star. Will it be Grandma Talik? I don't know, Brian. I hope yeah, so. He- that's why I had. That's why I had. I had the same person because I think with WWE, it's it's about look, it's about marketing, it's about how many T-shirts and toys and uh, whatever else you can move. And I think of, of all the guys in this tournament, I think he has the entire package. And uh, you know, if they they can get him to a point where he's really over with the crowd, and all of a sudden they're producing again multiple T-shirts, masks, multiple toys. You right. Know, right. It, 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 the marketing is there uh, for for somebody, and the market is there because you're exactly right. They have not found um, that Mexican superstar yet uh, to kind of be be the face uh, of. They they literally it's no secret they want to build uh, superstars from all over the world, uh, and right here in North America. Um, you know, they kind of the heart. I guess with Natalia, they still kind of have Canada covered and Chris Jericho and n- numerous Canadian superstars, but there isn't that breakout star um you know from mexico and you kind of thought maybe um maybe they, i think they were trying with Callisto, but you know right I'm, I, I i i think you've seen the peak of Callisto. So, yeah i mean sincara's like not even well i mean he's getting squashed by stroman but you know other than that <laughs> he's kicking ass a, backstage <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i heard that story yeah from the dirt sheets <laughs> i heard it from a couple of friends of ours oh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian, you really I really thought you were going to say Tommaso. You surprised me there. Wow. Well, yeah, I should have said Tommaso. Yeah, I mean I think Tommaso's going to do well for course, himself. Of course, of course, definitely. But I just think from a mar- from a marketing standpoint, um, you know, I th- I think just the the one to be the potential biggest superstar from there um is going to be the guy who who Again, who can move move merch uh, right. and move it at a ferocious pace? Yes, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Don't be an absolute savage. Okay, my my pick is maybe a little different. Uh, I'm going to say Rich Swan, um, someone who just exudes charisma. He dances all over that ring. the The crowd at Full Sail loves him, which I mean, is not really proven that 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 Full Sail crowd will translate to large arenas loving you but i think this guy has all the potential in the world and i think i think he's going to do very well on raw 
What do you think, Connor? No, I definitely. There's a lot of the guys, honestly, that if they if 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 they are presented with the right opportunities and they're able to capitalize on them, they could really do well. I, I think I definitely agree. Swan had people eating them out. You know, eating had people eating out of his hands at one point. I'm trying to remember what match was it against Perkins that he lost. I think I can't so. remember all the. I can't remember all these matches. Yeah, I, know. Uh, I should have had in front of me. Yeah, yeah research. Me, I, <sighs> God, dang. Darn. Um, gosh darn it. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, he, he was very over very quickly, uh, which I was kind of half surprised at. But, you know, he just he was just fun and entertaining to watch. I definitely think he could do well. There's a there's a hand. I think, honestly, out of all the guys who they've been highlighting on Raw to come to the Cruiserweight division, I don't see why any of them couldn't really do well on the, on the bigger stage. I mean, some of them sounds like I've already been on a bigger stage. So it's very curious. But, you know, I think Swan could do it. To Brian's point, the marketability of, of Grand Metalik, I think, is a big one. I think, obviously, per, obviously Perkins, because he's the champion. Um, right. I think Gallagher will turn some heads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's a there's a bunch of guys I really think could do well. Well, yeah, it's all... It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they present this. Like, if they do it in the old mold of old WCW... Yes. Um, I would love... Oh, my God. I would love this. Please, <laughs> like... Stop with the twenty-minute opening promo every single RAW, and let's start with like WCW was kind of famous for. They would throw the cruiserweights out first or, or very early on, and, and right. yeah, yeah. Let's I've get that it, let's break oh, the RAW. That's oh, okay. Let's break the RAW formula that they've been doing for twenty years now. You know, I've said this in numerous episodes of the the classic when I was reviewing. I said, listen, if you're gonna do it the right way, why not like have that human car crash right from the get go? Do a little like. Maybe like a backstage segment to hype up a main event or start up a main event or, or you know, build to that nine o'clock hour. But, you know, for the first like week or two, just start with a cruiserweight match and just have them like, okay, here you go. Here's your 15 minutes or 20 minutes to go kill it, you know, kill your guys, you know, selves and just go out there right. and just destroy the ring. And then later on, as people get acclimated to it, go to that nine o'clock hour because I think that the eight o'clock they'll use, because they'll go back to that hour, that format of just talking. It's going to happen, and even if they do it for like a week or two, they're going to go back to it pretty soon. But at, you know, right at that like nine o'clock lull, like just as people are just getting like, oh man, how long is this going to go on for? That's when you hit with the cruiserweights again, like that right there, because that'll like wake people up, like, oh man, holy cow, that that guy just backflip into the second, the seventeenth row, holy crap, like <laughs> just absolutely insanity. And then you can do like you know another, and that that'll get people up through the next hour or so. But yeah, I definitely think if they follow the old WCW. Uh, cruiserweight format of how, how they presented the cruiserweights, I think it'd be a huge success, especially on a three-hour show. Yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be. It'll be very interesting to see. I, I think cause sometimes you see what WWE does with creative. They get like this new kind of shiny. It's like like a kid on Christmas morning. They get the new shiny toy, and <laughs> and at first it's their favorite thing in the world, and then kind of all of a sudden after you know four weeks, six weeks, it's like. Eh. I don't like this so much yes. anymore. Vince McMahon's got this big toy chest <laughs> over in the corner with all these old toys that he's thrown, <laughs> that he's discarded over the years. Uh, well, I don't need an easy bake oven anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Stay tuned. This Monday on Raw, the cruiserweights are coming, so we'll see how they present it and uh, how what happens with it going forward. Uh, all right, we gotta we gotta move on, Connor. Give us some plugs. Okay, Fabe on YouTube. Yes, okay, Fabe on YouTube, uh, Twitter. I am very, very active on Twitter during, of course, all the big shows and whatnot, Raw, SmackDown, uh, TNA pay-per-views, all that stuff. I am also on Pro Wrestling Tees as well. Pro Wrestling Tees, I do have a couple of T-shirts as well, too. I mean, not as good as other 
t-shirts that are out out there <coughs> <coughs> i might know i might know a guy who can design some for you oh <laughs> uh but yeah those are pretty much the big way the big areas i'm in uh, you know just try to be active and have fun and just you know talk some wrestling that's what we all love yeah, so very entertaining, as you, as you guys heard here. Very entertaining on YouTube. Uh, make sure you check out YouTube.com slash OKFaber, correct? Correct. I've had, unfortunately, I've had like four incarnations of my channel, and so I had to get creative as far as what the names were. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, Connor. And uh, we'll talk to you again really soon, hopefully. Thanks, Connor. Sounds great, guys. My absolute pleasure to be on with you. Thanks very much. Thank you. All right, Brian, you know what time it is. It's Merv <laughs> Griffin time. It's named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld, of course. Yes. And this is the talk show within a talk show. Our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. Get in on it by calling our voicemail line. That number is 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Okay, Brian. We have a voicemail. I thought we did. Oh, brother. Okay, Brian, here is our voicemail for this week. Crockett and Malonis, it's your regular phone call from R.J. Deloise, the heavy D of hyperbole. I think this is becoming a little bit of a situation where you have a program, say, like Tool Time, and on Tool Time, if this were Tool Time, you, Malonis, would be Tim the Tool Man. That would make sense. And then you, Crockett, you would be Al Borland, the reliable, handy-dandy helper. Well, the way this is playing out, I'm basically the dude who's the neighbor on the other side of the fence. And that is not the kind of role that I'm accustomed to playing. I'm the star of the show. You're wasting your time not having me on your show. Do you need to hear from Tarzan a third or fourth time before you put me on your show? Is that what's holding this whole thing up? Well, I'm here, and I'm waiting, and I will make your program so much better by being on it. Right now, this is the best part of your program, is that I'm on it. So think about booking me, RJD. That's RJ Deloise, The Noise from New York, signing off. Wow, he's got he's got you pegged, Mike. It's almost like he could like foreshadow the shirt you were gonna you were gonna wear tonight. I forgot my tool belt. It's outside. Um, well, I, I think RJ was actually even in town last week, and we didn't. Uh, I saw RJ. You you wait. Did you bring this up? Uh you know, I told him I you didn't have the podcasting stuff with me. Oh, um, so RJ's. I don't quite have the stroke around. I was I saw him at the the Cross and Grand Slams event. I don't quite have the stroke uh, around there that I used to have. So I felt a little weird uh, just going in and setting up shop. All right, um, get on the uh, delete button there, Carlos. Oh boy, this audio is going to magically disappear again. I might have said something controversial about chaotic wrestling. Okay, but the other way to participate here in Merv Griffin time is to use our hashtag on Twitter. That's hashtag PDA for BDA. Tweet it at BDA underscore radio. At me, I'm at Crocsocks. He's at Brian Malonis or at the WPAN. Okay, let's tackle some tweets here, Brian. Uh, our good friend Sonny Goodspeed at Sonny Strut. He says, just listen to the WPAM with Donovan Dijak. Good thing he wasn't paid by the word. 
Yes, I mean, we love guys that are able to speak for long periods of time. It's fantastic. We loved having Donovan Dijak here last week. Make sure you check out episode 21, Donovan Dijak. Fantastic episode. Um, Rob T, a new a new listener, at Element of Design, or the first time we've heard from Rob T, at Element of Design. He says, really enjoyed the Donovan Dijak interview. Thank you very much. Picture Dave, at Picture underscore Dave. Dave Rodriguez says, thanks for the podcast every Monday. Helps the time fly by at work. Uh-oh, Big Woody. He says, great show. Was fortunate to be able to watch Dijak develop from a rookie to ROH. Smart young guy, success well-deserved. Yeah, I think he said his first match was at Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Was I think it so. yeah. Well, it was first match was uh, before oh. uh, SmackDown, <laughs> WWE, <laughs> right. yeah. First match in front of a crowd. Yes. Okay, Brian, the David Ratty question of the week, at Dave Ratman on Twitter. Hashtag David Ratty question of the week. Here we go. Thanks, as always, David, for the question. I think I know the answer to this, he says. But I'll ask anyway. He says, why does Beyond Wrestling not have any title belts? Uh, so, Brian, I think you went to the source on this one, did you not? I did, yes. Being uh, being a part of Beyond Wrestling now, I, I have direct access to uh, the boss man himself over there, uh, Mr. Drew Cordero. And, and uh, here's what he had to say. Uh, he said, it restricts the booking since uh, fan expectations are that the champion should be on every card and in the main event. This way we can rotate who is in the spotlight. So that was a very cool answer. Like that's a very novel concept on, uh, on professional wrestling, and that's what Beyond is trying to do. They're trying to be something different. They're trying to be an alternative, um, and they do have an ace of of Beyond Wrestling, uh, which ironically enough is Donovan Dijak. Yes, indeed. Feast your eyes. So, um, but yeah, I thought that his answer. Um, you know, again, it's just an interesting take on, take on professional wrestling, and it gives more guys an opportunity to shine, and especially where they bring in so many stars from all over the place, really. Um, you know, they're going to want to feature different guys in that main event slot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks, Drew Cordero, for the answer, and thank you, David Ratty, for the question. Can't wait to hear what you have for us next week on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. All right, Steven, at HHHGuy2004, he says, I think Croc Sox had an agenda in cutting out Brian Malonis. I think it's because he's thinking about ending his extended hiatus. <laughs> Steven, uh, I think you I think well, I think you're right about the first part. Oh my god. <laughs> TK at T Hog94. He says Brian Malonis gave a great speech after Donovan Dijak beat him at Cold Free 15. Also, nice job by Croc Sox flying solo. All right. Wow, all right. Oh, you buried the lead there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, TK. Uh, another new uh, person checking in here, Joey G, at Joey G NAI, a uh, regular for the uh, New Age Insiders, checked in and said, uh, Donovan Dijak on WPAN is tremendous. Brian Malonis and Croc Sox, such good insight from him on his journey so far. Thanks very much for uh, listening, Joey G, and uh, hope to keep you around. So thanks very much. Uh, also, Rob T. again checked in at Elements of uh, Design. He had a question about he he said he would love to hear our thoughts on promoters who claim certain guys are exclusive to them in some states. Brian, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you on this one. Well, I mean, I think it's nonsense. I think it's it's absolute nonsense. Unless you're gonna uh, unless you're gonna sign me to a contract and you're gonna pay me to sit at home and not go out and do it. One, do what I love. Two, put a few bucks in my pocket. Uh, and three, uh, you know, kind of promote my brand um, in as many places as possible. Then I'm gonna go out and wrestle. I think the whole exclusive thing is nonsense. I you know it does even occur in in this area a little bit. And yeah, um, I mean, again, if if you're not gonna pay a guy to not work those the other shows 
then guys should be able to go wherever the hell they want. We're independent contractors. We are not contracted in any way, shape, or form. We're not like the fake independent contractors <laughs> like, like WWE does, where they actually have contracts. We don't have contracts. Um, you know. And if I want to go wrestle for Top Rope Promotions or uh, Beyond Wrestling or Atlantic Pro Wrestling, like I don't expect any of those promotions to get upset with me um, for wrestling at, at the other ones. Right. And yeah, that's kind of unless you have those chaotic contracts, then I know, huh? <laughs> we missed out on those. Yeah, we did miss out on those. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here on Merv Griffin time, a couple shout outs to Checking the Boots podcast. We always got to talk about the Checking the Boots podcast because they always plug us at referee Tony S and at Chip K N A I on Twitter. Check out that podcast. Book in the Territory with Mike Mills at BTT underscore podcast. Find them on iTunes. The Hurricane Rana podcast at The Hurricane Rana. New Age Insiders at New Age Insiders. The Mac Cast podcast at Monster Mac Show. Guys, write these down. You have to go back and, and uh, listen to this again to be make sure you'll be able to take all these down. <laughs> Laz checked in. We talked a little bit, interacted a little bit on Twitter. Laz, he's at Mile High Laz. Thanks for listening, Laz. John Morse at John SPRMN. Thank you very much for your patronage. Limitless Wrestling up in Maine at LW Maine. He uh, had a nice thing to say about the Diamond Die Jack interview. Wild Man Congo, Brian. He wants to do a big man episode. I like that. I, I thought that was a great idea. It's slightly better than the most patriotic wrestler. <laughs> you he, he is at Wildman underscore Congo. Also, Mark Green also had nice things to say about the interview with Diamond Dijak. Make sure you go back and listen to that one. And Mark Green is at the big stick Mark with a Mark with a C. And thank you very much for everybody that's sharing the podcast on Twitter, on Facebook. Thanks very much, and uh, keep listening. And we want to see you here on Merv Griffin Time, folks. Two ways you can participate, and use that hashtag, PDA for BDA on Twitter, and leave your questions or comments that way, or call that voicemail line, 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Thanks to everyone who's a part of Merv Griffin Time this week, and we look forward to talking to you on Twitter, hearing your voicemails, and we will bring you the best of everything next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Okay, oh my goodness, we still have a promo about nothing, Brian. Promo about nothing. They're about to close down around us here at the uh, podcast garage <laughs> you better hurry. in Austin, Massachusetts. It was November 1999. It's promo about nothing. November 1999. WCW was in a horrible slide. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were in the ring on Monday Nitro, Brian, and Nash had monster makeup to look like Sid Vicious. They were in the middle of parodying him until Sid himself came out and addressed the Outsiders uttering some famous words in the process. Brian, let's take a listen. You can just push the man his side so far. Me! I've had enough for you too! Me! You screwed me! You're trying to make, trying to make me look like a jackass! You want to, but you know and I know that you are only half the man that I am. And I have half the brain that you do. But week after week, you're trying to make me look like a jack. But it's not tonight, or for you all. 
the road to WCW, the heavyweight championship of the world. To wrestle here tonight. If I can get your retirement, it'll be you and me 101. If you got the balls, which I doubt, and I will show you who the master is. I'm still retired, Sid. It ain't gonna happen. Kevin, for what in your life be a man, not a clown. If you can step back here and I can look at you, and what I see is a shell of the former you. Yeah, I can see that. You can see that. And every person in this arena can see that. Well, Brian, it was only a matter of time before <laughs> Sid, Psycho Sid, made it on to the promo about nothing. I love Psycho Sid. Yeah? <laughs> yeah I love him. Er- everything about him, promos too? Well, you know the promos. Hey, well, you know what? Let me start that over. <laughs> well, he has half the oh, brain. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, man. I fed you. Oh. <laughs> you piece of crap. <laughs> We're alive, pal. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> a little off there. But he has half the brain that you do, Brian. Well, you know, he does. Yeah, not a master with words. He's not the master and ruler of the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you see he like purses his lips like three seconds after he says it. And like that's kind of, you know, when he realizes it's like that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> you can actually see where his heart breaks. You can actually see where he realized that he just made a fool of himself. And then, of course, the next thing he says is, you're trying to make me look like a jackass. That's you, it. Did, you did it yourself. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't need any help. Uh, so that is the promo about nothing for this week. You've heard this promo about nothing, but if you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode, or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. All right, Brian, you're crisscrossing this great nation of ours, hitting the highways and byways, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And from what I understand, and do it quickly, you have dates. <laughs> yes, I'm just going to highlight a, qu- a couple, couple quick ones here. September 23rd, <laughs> this coming Friday, I will be in Brockton for Top Row Promotions. Find Top Row Promotions on Facebook. Uh, I'll also be again with them on Sunday, the 25th. Uh, and that is in uh, bah, 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 bah. it is in Fall River Mass at the Bristol Community College. Uh, and then a big one, and one I'm really excited about, Sunday, October 2nd, Beyond Wrestling, uh, me versus Keith Lee in a Haas fight. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to this one. Uh, Keith Lee, rightfully so, has a lot of publicity, a lot of hype, uh, a lot of steam behind him right now. Um, but I'm here to say and show, uh, and this is very real. This isn't like a freaking promo. This is very real. Um, as much as I love Keith Lee, I'm, I'm here in this match to prove that uh, I'm right there and I should be mentioned in every in, in those same breaths that he's being mentioned in. Uh, very excited about this opportunity and very excited about this match. So, so you're uh, saying it won't be hush shit? It will not be hush shit. 
it. This one is going to be one uh, you don't want to miss. Check out Look Ma, No Fans. Uh, Ricochet is on this. Uh, Michael Elgin is on this show. War Machine. Uh, so this show is loaded. Uh, check out Look Ma, No Fans. Find Beyond Wrestling on Facebook. I'll stop there, Mike, because I know we're running short on time here in this lovely studio. Um, but I just wanted to put out my excitement for that Beyond Wrestling uh, event. LookMaNoFans.com to uh, be a part of Beyond Wrestling in Somerville on October 2nd. And, okay, if you want to book Brian Malonis, Malonis at Comcast.net. Am I not correct? You are correct. Let's get those Twitter followers up again. At Brian Malonis, what's up? (laughs) All right. Special shout-out to the podcast with little talent but lots of extra belly fat. A Man Walks Into an Armbar, BDA Radio's MMA podcast hosted by Chad Alden and Paul St. Ammon Jr. Subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Stitchers, and all your podcatching places or find all the episodes on BDARadio.com. The Playboy Jimmy James is on this past week, Brian. He uh, had a good story about Vader. It's almost like he'd be good to have on the wrestling podcast about nothing at some point. Yeah, you you would think, huh? He said that uh, you're afraid to have him on the WPA yeah. again. Yes, I did. I did. I, I did hear that. Well, Jimmy says a lot of outrageous things, uh, especially when he's on that on that podcast. But uh, you know, I just say, uh, look at the careers. <laughs> oh, no. Well, your tag <laughs> my, team partners. My, my resume uh, speaks for itself versus uh, the Playboy's resume. So suck it, Jimmy. Oh my goodness gracious! Make sure you listen to last week's uh, uh, podcast for all your CM Punk uh, UFC. 203 takes and that story about Vader by uh, Jimmy James. Okay, be a part of the wrestling podcast about nothing on every platform. On YouTube, search the WPAN and subscribe. Go to facebook.com slash the WPAN and like us there. And the WPAN is also on Instagram. New, unique, exclusive photos every day at the WPAN on Instagram. And of course, at the WPAN on Twitter. Just go at the WPAN everywhere on the internet. Speaking of Twitter, follow our fine sponsor at BDA underscore radio. And me, I am at Crocsox, S-O-X. Brian Malonis is at Brian Malonis. And use that hashtag, PDA for BDA, to get a shout-out on an upcoming show. Of course, call that voicemail line, 401-584-WPAN. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. And for all of your MMA and wrestling talk, come on over to BDARadio.com. All right, Brian. It's been great here at the Podcast Garage, Alston, Massachusetts. Yeah, they're getting ready to lock us up. You better wrap this up. (laughs) All right, we'll be back next Monday with another episode of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Till then, he is the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. I am Mike Crockett. And thanks for nothing.